Speaking for Pastor Henry Harder and the Renewal Singers, I welcome you to another broadcast of What's New. My name is Ed Peters. We continue today with our study in Matthew chapter 24, looking once again at the sign of deception, the first sign mentioned by Jesus that would point to his return and to the end of the age. Satan's use of deception is nothing new. He has used this method since the creation of the world. But Jesus warns us that just before his return, Satan's use of deception will intensify, so that if it were possible, even God's elect would be deceived. The use of deception will be seen during the church age, and Peter warns us in 2 Peter 2.1 that these false prophets and teachers would be with us. But when the church is removed and the world enters the tribulation, deception will intensify. God's restraining spirit will be removed and Satan's masterpiece, the Antichrist, will be in control. Lies and deception will be the norm. So we will focus once again on the words of Jesus recorded in verses 4 and 5, 11 and 24 of Matthew chapter 24 warning us against deception. Say 
Now, here to bring us our study for today is Pastor Henry Harder. Satan's original and still greatest technique is to, in some way, through some means, deceive people. I began focusing on this point several programs ago. In Matthew 24, Jesus mentions four times that one of the signals or signs that the end is approaching is Satan's growing and increasing efforts at the deception of people. From the very beginning in the Garden of Eden, Satan has used deception as a trick at best to confuse people, especially in the area of religion. In the four times that Jesus uses that word deceive in Matthew 24, his point is that the deception is in religion. That's verses 4 and 5, verse 11 and verse 24. I believe that we haven't done justice to Jesus' words. We haven't listened well. We haven't heard Jesus. His word about Satan's deception in the realm of spiritual hasn't sufficiently impacted us in this part of our century. You'd think that man would have learned something in the realm of religion. But there is more confusion today than ever before. Jesus predicts that toward the end of this age, Satan will use religious leaders who will use miracles and great signs to deceive people. That's specifically why they will perform miraculous feats, to deceive. Jesus' exact words were, For false Christs and false prophets will appear and perform great signs and miracles to deceive even the elect, if that were possible. Evidently, miracle workers will increasingly perform their signs and wonders toward the end of this age. We may expect Satan's use of miracles to increase in frequency and also in size and scope. His miracles will appear more and more spectacular to the point of creating life. That's what he does according to John in Revelation 13. He brings a lifeless statue to life. The purpose behind those miracles is the deception of people. In Jesus' day, the Pharisees once asked him, show us a sign, they said. If he was really what he claimed to be, then Jesus should show some big trick that they couldn't miss. They were suggesting that that would be the greatest proof of God. But miracles are not the greatest proof of God. The greatest proof of God is his word. I say we need to watch out for men and women who claim to be miracle workers and who produce miracles which they claim are the greatest proof that their message is from God. Miracles can be performed by Satan and his co-workers, and miracles can be faked. While God does work miracles and while he does use them to confirm his message, we must remember that Satan has false prophets and miracle workers too. No one outside of the Lord himself is a greater miracle worker than a Satan. And his activity to deceive in this way will increase as we near the end. I mentioned yesterday that the priests in Egypt, just before the exodus of Israel from that country around 1440 B.C., performed most amazing feats. 
they duplicated three of the miracles performed by God through Aaron, the miracles were either genuine or very good imitations, so good that Pharaoh was convinced. Similarly, at the end of this age, Satan, through his master operator, will cause a lifeless statue to appear, to come to life and to speak. We must let the fact impact us that Satan has used miracles very effectively in the past. He is doing so in the present, and he will do so in the future. Unfortunately, the emphasis on miracles focuses on subjective experience and not on the objective, stated, inscripturated truth given in the Bible. While experience is an important factor in the Christian faith, it is not the norm for, nor infallible guide to, truth. Experience can be programmed and manipulated. The surest truth comes from God's Word. That is our only reliable source for truth. I have spoken about increasing satanic-originated confusion and deception in the area of religion. If our interpretation of Jesus' words is correct, then our world might expect that such deception will expand and grow as we near the end of this age. We can expect more and more and greater and greater deceptive techniques from the enemy. If we look at the religious scene, this trend becomes obvious from observation. While this technique has always been a favorite one of Satan, it seems to me, without trying to be sensational, that deception in the area of religion is growing at an unprecedented rate. A few years ago, I would not have predicted that among evangelical Christians there would be those who would suggest that there are other ways of salvation than through Jesus Christ alone. Nor would I have guessed that there would be those who would suggest that if there were a hell at all, it might be temporary, and that those experiencing this temporary place of punishment would in the end all be saved or be annihilated. Nor would I have imagined that there would be those who would teach that in the end, everyone would be saved. Not only has Satan been working overtime to deceive people in the area of salvation, but also in the area of our thinking about God himself. While there has never been unanimity regarding the doctrine of God, I would not have imagined a few years ago that some evangelical Christians would teach that God is not omniscient nor omnipotent. That is, that God is not all-knowing nor all-powerful, nor sovereign. There is a view proposed that God does not know the future, much less control it, that he is under time. It is said that God moves with time, that he is always in process as to his nature and being. If that is true, then God is not God at all, but time is God. I say Satan is working hard to confuse our thinking about salvation and about God, about miracles and other things. Jesus doesn't focus on other areas of deception in Matthew 24, but other Bible writers do. I'm afraid that man is fashioning a salvation and a God according to man's thinking. It is more crucial than ever that we at the close of this age focus our inquiry about God and salvation not on man's ideas, but on God's 
words. News, a radio production of Creative Encounters. Our mailing address is Post Office Box 848, Chapter California, 93263, USA.